Hello again, everybody. This is John Norris at Trading Prospectus, and as always, we have our good friend, Sam Clement. Sam, say hello. Hey, John. You doing okay today? Doing awesome. Looking forward to this long weekend. I think you're taking a I day am. today. Yep, what, I what, am. And you're going to? Snowy Salt Lake. What are you going to be doing out there? Well, I'm going to be skiing, so well, like snowboarding. I didn't, I, mean, but I didn't know. I mean, maybe you'd be checking out the sites. So looking at the temple from the outside in, as opposed to the inside out, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's it's an every year trip, so we... Okay. Yeah. That's kind of fun. It is fun. Uh, I'm excited. And gang, you know, today, obviously, we've been talking a lot about market volatility and just all these bricks in the wall of worry. You've heard us talk about this. Uh, Sam and I are kind of batting things around uh, today in terms of, of terms of ideas. What should the next podcast be about? I believe, Sam, your your topic was, is Hooters a viable business model moving forward? I think you said that kind of tongue-in-cheek. I decided that perhaps we should talk about something a little bit more, I don't know, brainy, a- anything less prurient than <laughs> that, and uh, talk about uh, negative interest rates in Italy. And, the, well, not just Italy, but throughout, yeah, all, throughout of Europe, Mostly really. Southern Europe, but, yeah, lots of lots of European countries. Well, and, and, and ultimately, the reason why I want to talk about that is, you know, I've made a number of uh, economic presentations already this year. Um, I made a couple this week. And one of the questions I got is someone cornered me afterwards, uh, you know, got in my ear and was talking about all the things, the things that I did, couldn't, couldn't or didn't mention in a 35-minute presentation. Right. Uh, and I said, one of the things that I'm more worried about than anything else are negative interest rates in, in Europe and really Japan and a number of different countries. And he kind of looked at me kind of strange, like negative interest I mean, why? And I said, well, do you think negative interest rates, I mean, do you think that's going to end well? And Sam, what would your knee-jerk reaction be? Well, of course not. Well, of course it's not. I mean, and why won't it end well? I mean, they they have to go up at some point. At some point, you would imagine, right? Without trying to get too brainy and trying to <laughs> dive too deep into the economics of it, rising rates aren't going to be good for their economy. Well, it's it's not just that. I'm going I'm going to I mean obviously rising rates, higher rates increase the price of money, all, right. all that good stuff. I want to ask you this question. What happens to the value of fixed income securities when interest rates go up? They go down. That's right. I mean, it's just yeah, the it's, inverse it's correlation. It's math. It's math. It's inverse correlation between interest rates and bond prices. Sure. That, so there you have it, right? Now, I'm going to ask you to go back to your Econ 101, your, actually your Accounting 101 class on what the left-hand side of the ledger are your assets, right? Right. On the right-hand side, liabilities. And then underneath it, if you have any anything left over, pretty much your equity or your capital, right? Sure. So riddle me this one. On the banks, uh, on the asset side of bank balance sheets, have all kinds of assets, right? Loans, paper assets, bonds. Right. Mortgage-backed yeah. securities, there mortgages, what have you. And all these things, the prices or the fair market value of these things, these assets, are heavily determined by? Bonds. Interest rates, yeah. right? Yeah. So what happens when interest rates go from negative just to zero? It's not good. No, the value of the of the assets on bank balance sheets in Europe will, by definition, just good old-fashioned math, by definition, will go down in value. So if the asset side of the balance sheet is going down, and if we can assume liabilities stay the same, Sam, what is going to happen to equity? It's not going to be good for the economy. <laughs> <laughs> Equity is going to go down. Right. That's just the way accounting goes. Your assets is equal to your liabilities plus your capital. Assets go down. Liabilities stay the same. You're, by definition, the math, your equity goes down. 
So how does that affect us here? Well, I'm not worried about that yet. We, we got one more thing Getting I want to point out. I got one more thing I got to point out. You have to understand that banks lend out money based off their capital base. So when the capital base of a banking institution, doesn't matter if it's in Italy, uh, Tibet, uh, Burkina Faso, doesn't matter where it is. When the capital or equity on the balance sheet goes down, banks have less capacity to lend money. Right. So when banking capital in Europe falls due to a more normalized interest rate structure, we're not having negative rates anymore. When, when, when that happens, the banking system will be able to extend less credit. Right. And when it, when it extends less credit, it is, by definition, the way things work, will be creating less money in the system. And we're, when we're creating less money, what intuitively will happen to economic growth? It's going to just die. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily die, but it's certainly not a good thing. Which means that when this happens, the European Central Bank has to have some kind of uh, ammunition in its arsenal in order to provide liquidity and excess credit. Right. So they don't really abide by the zero lower bound of interest rates. Well, so far they really haven't. I mean, clearly. And, and for those of you that don't really understand what we're talking about, negative interest rates, here, here it is. Assume that Sam Clement, our good friend Sam Clement, who is going out to Utah this weekend, assume that he is the government. And he wants to borrow money for two years. And he says, Mr. Norris, although he does call me John, he goes, Mr. Norris, uh, well, can I borrow money from you for two years? And I will pay you back less money when, that, when, that, uh, when, when the note matures. For all intents and purposes, negative interest rates means that the lender is paying the borrower. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that's good enough for cocktail party conversation. So that's obviously not going to always happen. And when that starts to unwind, there will be real stress on the European financial community. And then when that happens, you know, economic activity will slow down. On top of the demographic uh, headwinds that the Europeans have, declining birth rates and all that stuff. So So, how levered up are all these other European countries, say, not not the ones that are really dealing with the zero negative <laughs> interest rates themselves. Well, I mean, Sam, I'm going to tell you right now, it's kind of hard to find, uh, find a country in Europe that's not dealing with some of these negative interest rates. I'm going to read to you all the countries right now. It's a lengthy list, so you're going to have to bear with me. Where the, five, the five-year sovereign, the five-year equivalent treasury security in these countries has a negative yield. That's five years. And there's currently 10 of them. Switzerland, Germany, Netherlands, Denmark, Austria, Finland, Slovakia, Belgium, Sweden, and France. That's a lot. Which would you be most surprised by on that list? (laughs) Switzerland? No, not Switzerland. Not Switzerland. I I get that. It's historically been a well-run country. Slovakia is the one that kind of stands out to me. It is the least developed economy out of the ones that I mentioned. Right. Uh, so we have that list right there. That's a good chunk of the of the continental economy, clearly. Uh, and then we have the 15, I mean, in two years, I mean, in two years, negative rates in two years. This is where it gets a little weird here, man. Uh, we got a little Slovenia on here, negative interest rates going out two years. Cyprus, the Cypriots, huh? Huh? You got the Bulgarians have negative interest rates Bulgarians. for two years. I guess Sofia is a pretty good credit risk. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, Spain, and this is probably the most interesting one, Portugal. 
right now the two year the yield on the two year Portuguese security is negative sixteen and a half basis points. Yikes. <laughs> so so I'm not trying to scare anyone. This is going to cause some problems. Clearly negative interest rates are not going to end well, but will it have the same type of global financial crisis contagion that our financial crisis had in 2008 moving into 2009? Well, it doesn't seem like the United States has that same, you know, counterparty risk that the European Union and had in 2008 when it was really, yeah. I mean, a global financial crisis, but kind of local here. Well, I would also tell you this, that uh, the U.S. banking system is nowhere near, it does not have anywhere near the same amount of uh, counterparty risk so you're in saying, Europe that the Europeans had in the United States so in 2008. maybe some good stuff did come out of all the government regulation. Listen, I, 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 never, I, I never want to it's be the first in, time I'm saying that. I'm never going to be in print saying that that Dodd-Frank actually did some good things. So let me say it. And I'll deny it if you ever say I said it, and it's not in print anywhere. Uh, Dodd-Frank was, there was a little bit much in there, but at the same time, uh, regulations out of Washington and just an overall tighter regulatory uh, environment at a, as the crisis was unfolding did cause banks in the United States to be more aggressive in cleaning up their balance sheets and shoring up their capital base particularly relative to what happened in Europe. Right. In Europe, they just have continued to kick the can down the road, which is why the, the demise or the end of negative interest rates will have a more profound impact on European banking uh, entities. However, I've, going back, I've taken a look at counterparty risk. The U.S. banking system, our money center bank, has almost no counterparty risk with the Italians. Wonder why. Very little. Very little. Very Makes little with why. the Spaniards. Very little. Some with the Germans. Certainly some with the Swiss, but sure. the Swiss are almost immune from this. Some with the French. But in terms of where the biggest fiscal problems are, we have very little counterparty risk. That doesn't mean that we're completely immune, but it does no, I'm mean— I'm sure, yeah. It'd be hard not for yeah. it to hurt our economy, but nowhere near— It's not, it's not going to have anywhere near the same type of domino effect. And what we, that is the biggest concern for me for Europe, not Brexit, interestingly enough. And the Brexit, I mean, we've talked about this over and over again. This is just kind of a, of a divorce. But, right. But ultimately, both— It's getting a little uglier getting divorce. It's getting a little uglier. Mostly, I mean, maybe not a Jeff Bezos ugly, <laughs> but, but uh, certainly it's— Well, that's uh, only ugly depending on what side you're on. <laughs> they both, both left with tens of billions of dollars. I think they'll both be fine. I think Jeff will be able to find another, another wife if he wants. <laughs> She'll be able to find any, any number of men, I believe. Um, but it's more of a divorce than anything else. Yeah, and both sides will get back to, to as much productivity as they possibly can. So that's what concerns me the most. And, and when you sit around talking about negative interest rates, people look at you like you've got a third eye in the middle of your forehead. Right. So why don't we try and wrap it, not wrap it up, but well, just sum up. You start sum up. Oh, so we're going to go back to your business model and, uh, and the chicken wings <laughs> and cheesecake. Su- I think you're going to call chicken wings and cheesecake. Is that what you want to call it? <laughs> sum up in layman's terms okay. kind of what's going on right now. Yeah. And the impact on not only Europe, but on us. Well, I'm going to tell you, I have told you my take. I want to see if you were listening. And I, why don't you regurgitate back to me exactly what the message is? <laughs> I don't think everyone wants to hear the same thing twice here. Fair enough. And the bottom line is this. the when When interest rates do finally start to turn around in Europe, it will have a depressing uh, effect on 
just paper assets and loans and the value mark-to-market securities in Europe, which means that bank capital bank capital is going to be under significant stress. All right. Right now, the European banking system has not taken the same steps that the Federal Reserve has done to give it give itself more ammo, and, and for the next time something bad happens. So the ECB is at a very strange point in time where, if they do have that increase in interest rates, it doesn't have anything to protect sort of the downside right. or a slowdown other than the physical printing of money. So what's your timeline for this? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> My timeline? Uh, it's, I, I would say, probably two to three years. It's pretty, that's pretty soon. Pretty, probably two, two to three years, or, or thereabouts, at some, at some point. I mean, it's, 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 again, it's not the worst-case scenario, but it is the probable case scenario. So let's say three years. Let's, let's make a book. Let's so do you say probable this. cause for the next recession is this situation we're talking about here? More than likely, yes. Because, yeah. I mean, here, here today on, on Thursday, uh, it appears as though, I mean, sort of after hours, maybe the Chinese and the Americans are going to start playing a little bit nicer in trade wars. You know, I do think that ultimately the Brexit then mean people will start playing nice. I think ultimately we'll start playing nice and the government will open back up again. All this stuff is just thing people playing nice with right. one another. People just coming to a meeting of the minds, a compromise, or what have you. There's an and end in sight for most of these. There's an end in sight for this type of stuff. Negative interest rates. It's gotta. You gotta face it at some point. Unless you, you keep know, kicking yeah, it further down the road. There's an end in sight for this other stuff. However, there's an inevitable conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> to 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 it's what the complete what, what's opposite of it's all the other opposite. issues. That's more of a doomsday as opposed to when are they finally going to get around to. Right. Uh, and it's not a question of if it happens. It's just a question of when. If we're creating a book, if you were asking me to bet a hundred dollars my own money, I'd say three years. Could be two. Could be five. I'm gonna stick with you on the three years. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so that's what we're talking about, the negative interest rates today. Kind of a boring subject. Uh, leaves you 30, about 30 seconds to talk about your business model for fast I think that might be next episode. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I think. We might have to get a different rating. Uh, <laughs> I think we're about G or PG right now. Might have to go up to a PG-13 to discuss that. Well, Sam, you know, it's a little bit a little bit heavier topic a here today. A little, a little heavier topic here today, but I had a couple people ask me after presentations this week what my biggest concern is. And that actually is my one of my bigger concerns. Well, it's good to know. Which actually doesn't get a lot of press. You won't hear about it very yeah. often. You really don't. Probably because uh, it's the hardest to understand for <laughs> most pretty, people. It's really nerdy stuff. Again, when I was sitting around the fraternity house uh, playing spades and drinking beer, I was not thinking about interest rates. I wasn't thinking about this type of stuff. That's really fair. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. We always love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any questions or comments, please let us know. You can always send us an email to tradingperspectives at oakworthcapital.com, or you can leave us a review or comment on the podcast outlet of your choice. If you liked what you heard today or have liked what you've heard on Trading Perspectives in the past, please, by all means, tell your friends, neighbors, loved ones uh, about this neat little thing coming out of Birmingham, Alabama called Trading Perspectives. If you didn't like it, by all means, tell those people which you really don't like terribly much. Just go out and, th- go out and talk us up if you could. If you're interested in hearing more of what we have to say or reading it, you can always go by our website, oakworthcapital.com, and check out our blog, Common Sense. Underneath the Thought Leadership tab, there's all kinds of other stuff underneath there. Sam, you got anything else for us today? That's all I got. All right. Gosh, y'all take care.